Today's Thursday, December 14th. The title for our devotional is Declaring. The next part of this passage that John emphasizes is the declaration of that which has been seen and perceived. He says in verse 2, and we testify and declare to you. And again in verse 3, we also declare to you. So he's emphasizing the declaration here as well. So far this week, we've noted that John was an eyewitness to the life that was revealed, the gospel. He not only saw the life revealed, but he perceived the true spiritual meaning of the life revealed. This he testifies and declares. To see and testify uh, were courtroom terms in the first century. They're also court terms today, so the translators of the HCSB did a good job. This one, Testimony has become such a churchy term, however, that we often miss the literal meaning of it. An eyewitness is called to the stand to give testimony of the truth that they have seen or experienced. In the same way, John is assuring his readers that he is a credible witness as to the truth of Jesus' life. But also, as we saw yesterday, the spiritual truths regarding the meaning of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. He is an authoritative witness to these things. This idea of testimony or witness is a major theme in John's writings. He considers himself a credible witness to the life of Jesus. As he says here, John 19.35, he says, The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth and he testifies so that you also may believe. He's talking about himself witnessing the crucifixion of Jesus. John 21, 24, at the end of his gospel, he writes, This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. He includes others in this testimony or eyewitness as well. John the Baptist was a witness to the light of Jesus in John 1, 7, 34. God himself testifies about Jesus in John 5, 37 and 8, 18. Jesus is a witness to the Father in John 12, 49 and 17, 18. So what's at stake here is truth. This was the challenge in the first century, just as it is today. How do we discern the truth of that which is being declared? The testimony of genuine eyewitnesses must hold more weight in determining truth. The apostolic witness is a credible source that has been proven time and time again. For more on this, I strongly recommend Lee Strobel's book, The Case for Christ. He was a journalist who set out to prove that the Gospels were unreliable as a source regarding the life of Jesus. He discovered exactly the opposite to be true. The apostles all went to their grave as martyrs, or in John's case, in exile, for declaring the truth of the Gospel. This is incredibly strong evidence that they did indeed see the resurrected Jesus, as has famously been said liars make martyrs. There are a few important applications here that I want to emphasize. First, the life of Jesus and the apostolic witness about Jesus has been declared to us by reliable sources so that we can know the truth. We can rest assured that the gospel is true because of the credibility of the eyewitnesses who first declared it and whose declarations we still have in the New Testament. Secondly, just as the apostles were credible witnesses to the truth of the gospel, we need to be credible witnesses pointing others to the truth of the gospel as well. Uh, to take an event from John's Gospel in John 18, 37 to 38, we read, You are a king then, said Pilate. This is when Pilate is privately interviewing Jesus. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Again, truth is at stake. Jesus says that is the reason why he was born and came into the world. That is the reason why he was incarnated, was to testify to the truth. Pilate is talking to him directly. Jesus goes on, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Verse 38, Pilate says, what is truth? 
With this, he went out again to the Jews gathering there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. It seems to me that many in our culture are like Pilate in this text. They are walking away asking, what is truth? When the truth is right in front of them. The gospel of Jesus is the truth. As Christians, we are stewards of that truth. To declare that truth with any credibility, we must be faithful stewards, not only of that truth, but of all truth. Thirdly, if the gospel is the life revealed, then it is the truth. Christian, we have the truth to build our life upon. We have the truth of salvation, how our sin has been done away with, and how we can be made right with God. We have the truth of morality, how we ought to live. We have the truth of our destiny, where it's all headed. We have the truth of our origin and our identity. We have the truth of our purpose and meaning, as we talked about in our last campaign. The gospel gives us truth, and in this truth is our life. This is the truth to ultimately build our life on. Don't build your life on your ideas of medicine. Don't build your life on your political ideas. Don't build your life on your ideas of parenting. Don't build your life on your ideas of success or business. Build your life on the truth of the life revealed. Additional content have linked you to Lee Strobel's book, The Case for Christ. For reflection time today, what are some of the other truths that you are tempted to build your life upon? And how can you then build your life upon the truth of Jesus and the gospel as the life revealed?